If one week is too long in sport, it's much longer in podcasting. Our third host, Mr. Tanush Baru, is on a break and he should be back next week. But the show continues as we always say. I am Saru and here I have with me Mr. Arush. Hi everyone. How are you Arush? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What a All week right. it was. <laughs> yeah, what a week. So there are just too many things to talk about. Let's see how fast we can go with this. Arsene Wenger, he can't beat Mourinho again. So what is the record I mean do you have any idea So it is I think they played 14 games 6 draws 8 wins for Mourinho or 15 games 6 6 draws for Wenger 8 wins for Mourinho and 1 win for Arsene Wenger in the community shield in the community shield which <laughs> is I call it a glorified friendly but mine is a very colored opinion as they would say <laughs> So bottom line Saru as you were saying that Arsenal lost again despite of so many histrionics in that match Yeah I mean let's try to divide two things The first half it seemed like an even game and basically Chelsea seemed like they were picking up the game Arsenal had almost no clear chances yeah. so it seemed like an even thing and everyone thought it'll be a 0-0 and then our man Diego Costa says <laughs> and no 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 I need to I need to contribute really in this game <laughs> and he manufactures this amazing red card which is out of nothing and against the wrong player it was not even gabriel's fight to pick in with exactly <laughs> so why why do you think gabriel got in between i think he was acting just like a proper typical delhi guy bhai ko kaise hath lagaya yeah exactly dude in la liga there's a huge history between diego costa exactly. and gabriel so two years ago also i think there yeah. was so costa elbowed gabriel and there was a red card and there's obviously bad blood between them but again i come to the point it was not gabriel's fight to pick in with so why did he even arsen wenger in the post match com- uh, conference he basically said diego costa should be sent off but i don't know what to say of my players it's just hard to understand how they just like i think he just got into that trap which diego costa had built because he knew that somebody will definitely <laughs> react and that somebody was gabriel yeah gabriel ran from somewhere yeah. and then he gets into this fight which koshelny moves away he's like look i am having none of this and these guys just fight and fight and then he gets sent off gabriel and which is obviously like and did you know by the way costa has no fouls in the game <laughs> there were no fouls in the no, game no uh, there was no recorded fouls against diego costa in the chelsea arsenal game can you imagine that the man who's just dominating headline for all the wrong reasons <laughs> has no fouls and he has not had a red card in a league game since 2012 So this is his first. Oh no. No, he it, was, it, wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that practically speaking. That's the beauty of it. And the, then the hypocrisy starts. Oh, Diego Costa is such a cheat and all of that. What? Given given Jokes that Arsenal on him seriously. Given that Arsenal wanted to buy Luis Suarez yeah. last year. <laughs> <laughs> Who who do you think is a bigger menace or bigger as Arsenal fans Arsenal fans say bring disrepute to the game Diego Costa or Luis Suarez <laughs> very subjective to the time I think had it been just a week ago you would have easily I would have said it is uh, Suarez but now for sure it's Diego Costa but now like aftermath of whatever oh, happened Diego Costa hasn't bitten anyone till now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like aftermath of whatever has happened now now you see that Arsenal had asked for the review of decision and now what happened is Diego yeah. Costa is gone for 3 matches and Gabriel's red card has been gone now yeah Gabriel's red card rescinded Diego Costa gone for 3 matches and it's actually quite interesting Arush actually read a little about it it's quite interesting on how this Arsenal basically got Diego Costa to get banned for 3 games so uh, i was just reading an article by Gabriel Marcotti so now what happened is so now from this starting this season 
you can actually up, uh, appeal against a decision with video evidence and so, this is video evidence which is not from the broadcaster or anyone so any video evidence or any video shot by anyone in the stadium can be used can be used so what actually happened was i think one of the cameramen from espn brazil who was there for pre match and post match interviews had nothing to do during the match so his camera was at some random angle and he caught that it was actually not stamping from gabriel, gabriel. <laughs> and then they published this video in brazil and then some arsenal fans saw it and then arsenal got hold of that video and that was the main evidence against a diego costa so now what's happened is he's gone for three matches and his red card is gone so actually the argument which i was reading is like there were 24 cameras already in that match then there were 18 other cameras from some correspondent or the other and even then so there were 42 42 cameras at a 3 pm match <laughs> and then it took an espn fc brazil camera to <laughs> caught, catch hold of everything what happened but that's pretty bizarre like from next match what yeah, how many matches do you think bonworth versus bonworth versus watford let's say if that match is happening how many cameras would be in the stadium then Not, for, sure, not 42 right not 42 obviously there'll be like 10 12 whatever 10 12 cameras yeah. but, but that's pretty unfair now because now can happen is like imagine there is a camera continuously on a player like costa or rooney or anybody so if you do anything wrong during the match the team the opposition all they have to do is just prove that or just submit that video and then get you uh, whatever yeah, man this is what gets me this is just so bizarre about this decision I mean let me just first state that Diego Costa should have probably gone off yeah all right but had it been a decision by the referee no let it let's say even retrospectively let's say he had violent conduct and he had to be gone gone off just i don't know how they can just try and prove that gabriel tried kicking and by mistake he could not stamp he was so bad at it that he could <laughs> he could not even stamp at such close range and hence his red card should be removed that is just bizarre for me <laughs> and i think that's a that's setting of a very wrong example and i think so so if i let's say i'm playing the game now and if i try to kick you and i miss the kick so all i need to do just show is the footage and that i that i i'm actually so bad that i can't even <laughs> kick you <laughs> and then there'll be no red card for me <laughs> if if i was asan wenga i would have just told gabriel look you can't even kick a player properly <laughs> and you you are responsible for losing this match so just get away and don't you arsenal should on its own initiative ban gabriel for three games <laughs> <laughs> but now what costa has gone for three games one of the matches is i think it's the yeah it's the capital one cup match against a lower division team so so that that would not matter he was anyway not going to start it would have been the falcao or remy okay so the so next one is against newcastle so again i think that's yeah. not so sat- saturday is newcastle versus chelsea and given how newcastle are playing anyone even probably chennai nfc can beat them at this point right now so that should not be it's only the week after that probably but but then chelsea are actually taking quite a strong tone to this they like if you're not satisfied with the written explanation of fa they are actually contemplating going into arbitration and i think their main problem probably is that how can you rescind gabriel's red card hmm. while you give diego costa exactly. a three match ban any which way even if whatever if he didn't stamp or whatever the kind of things he was doing after he was shown a red card yeah. was enough to get him a red card yeah but then come on i mean he probably realized that he i i think that was the moment he realized he fell for such a trap and <laughs> he, he's been such an idiot <laughs> that poor guy i mean i don't know what to say of gabriel dude he's ran from somewhere <laughs> came here and tried fighting with costa when koshalni was just walking away yeah <laughs> 
but but then i i think there have been obviously a lot of articles against diego costa what kind of jerkies but then a lot of good people have actually written in favor yeah, of diego yeah. all said and done i think almost any team would have the a pest like a nightmare a nuisance like diego costa in their team exactly it's it's basically hypocrisy according to me that people are like oh we would not have him in this team arsenal should not be complaining of all that you know why they have the second highest amount of red cards in premier league history is it yes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so before the everton game arsenal had equaled everton's record of 79 red cards in the history of premier league which is the highest oh 79 is actually a too low a number i thought it'll yes and then Everton got a red card <laughs> and so now Everton is the highest with 80. Woo! Yeah, go Everton, go Toffees. <laughs> What a name. We are Toffees will kick you out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, so given so there was between 96 and 2004 Arsenal on an average got between 6 and 8 red cards every season, all right? Okay. <laughs> so imagine that Arsenal fans or I I don't think Arsene Wenger especially should be complaining about Diego Costa. It's just sad that he could not find a player to replace <laughs> let's say Martin Keown and thing like that. <laughs> okay, that's about uh, we've not heard the last of this. It's going to go on for some more time and yeah. given that Jose Mourinho is going to speak to the press very very soon that's today if he ever chooses that's going to be explosive as hell if he actually chooses to say what he wants but, but i think this is one of the only times i actually want to listen to him <laughs> oh <laughs> if the club tells him let it rip jose <laughs> i think he's going to bring the world down he's going to make it so it's going to make it nightmarish for remember last year's campaign campaign yeah. thing If that was campaign this is going to be something else altogether so ladies and gentlemen get ready for some spiced up fight seriously yeah if okay. not on the field we so don't know we want to the next match so finally finally city drop some point in epl some they dropped three points <laughs> against the great west ham team which hammers and they've been hammering everybody actually away from home away from home <laughs> not yeah. so at home liverpool arsenal and city all away all convinced no well city was not that convincing yeah. but other two were absolutely convincing but i was reading actually in premier league era i think this is only the fourth time a team has defeated arsenal city and liverpool away, away. this is only the first time in 10 years a premier league team has yeah, beaten yeah i think actually last it happened was, oh it last it happened was i think it's 2005 or 6 and now what there's just three points behind manchester city yeah i mean look at how table has changed in one week we, we were like oh city is too good they no one can beat them the form they are in and then they go on to lose to juventus yeah and then they go on to lose to west ham man united they are basically doing whatever they can they are like only two points, two behind. points behind now chelsea is one so i think arsenal was the biggest loser in this exactly. weekend and Oh and Liverpool they drew again to be very honest i have not seen them playing for like past 2 3 weeks because there is no interest <laughs> left whatsoever <laughs> neither are they winning good matches nor is there any player left which is worth watching but anyways so so what do you feel about again another ex chelsea player in west ham's victory huh? dude i told you i told you this this is mourinho's plan <laughs> there is no way 
a club can have 33 people out on loan for the year they have eight players out on loan in premier league okay <laughs> so they can't play against chelsea and they're all good players huh? yeah. victor moses is a decent player. a decent player so they get him signed on a new contract <laughs> and the next day they send him to west ham and look what he's done he's brought chelsea back somewhat he's reduced the gap to eight points city's lost two games continuous and it's an open premier league fight again and in fact i think city plays tottenham next and yes. that's an away game again oh. This weekend, the first game of this weekend is Tottenham versus Manchester City. That's going to be an interesting one. Okay. Uh, It probably could be a draw. What I think, I think City has a brilliant team. At least, the good good thing for at least them is at least KDB is getting into some form. Oh, you know, City's top four, the front four, is the most expensively assembled front four in the history of Premier League for sure. Oh, in fact, even uh, what I was reading is uh, United's team against Southampton. was one of the most expensive teams on the field ever yeah so the front four includes aguero kdb and raheem sterling 309 million Holy dollars shit. i think that was the value <laughs> of the front four which started but man what do i say mourinho had the one hand up <laughs> <laughs> And then moving on to the next match, Man United and their new star, Anthony Martial. Yes, three shots, three goals. Is he the new star, Anthony Martial? Yeah, so the last podcast said, is he the next Henri or not? Oh, he's had a start <laughs> way better than yeah, Henri. Seriously. <laughs> Still too early to say, but yeah, he's he definitely is a talent. I mean, the goal he's... the goals he scored yeah. and the way he's managing things around at least now they don't have to wait for rooney to score i think yeah rooney is now playing happily in the midfield and i, I manu actually played decently for parts of the southampton game and they they are obviously two points behind now after six games in spite of no shots on goal or only shots on goal or rooney not doing anything they are now second actually the difference is now getting reduced now and i think it will be an interesting one now so talking about yeah, the man, same match man you play sunderland okay also oh, the next one is against sunderland on saturday time. they are on all likely you're going to win sunderland again yesterday considered four goals four goals I, so it's like you i don't know why can't they just start a game game with 4-0 like they said <laughs> it's it's much easier for their fans i mean i'm thinking only from the fans perspective if someone tells the fan look you are going to concede four goals why don't we just start with like probably a 3-0 yeah <laughs> at least they won't have to see the first three goals <laughs> <laughs> so talking about this match and actually linking it so while it takes 22 players 90 minutes to score five goals we have another german star who scores five goals in 12 minutes yes lewandowski he's called the polish ian rush so liverpool <laughs> fans don't worry you have a history we recognize it even now <laughs> but what mad rush was that yeah guardiola such an amateur coach he knows nothing about football how can he put lewandowski did you see guardiola's face yeah seriously <laughs> he was like he was stunned after the fifth goal he was holding his head he's like i can't believe this <laughs> I mean the time it took me to find my remote control just to increase the volume <laughs> he, he had already <laughs> scored a couple of goals in fact so if Saru was tweeting yesterday <laughs> yeah so i was tweeting on the football twaddle handle and then i was like tweeting after the fourth goal like i can't keep a pace with my tweets and this and then he goes on to score the fifth goal while i'm <laughs> tweeting about the fourth goal i was like uh, let it be <laughs> but so if people who are just wondering what exactly happened yesterday 
the Bundesliga, Serie A and La Liga, all of them have midweek matches. So there was Wolfsburg, which is a strong, a strong team, team, versus Bayern Munich. Wolfsburg were leading 1-0 at half-time. at half-time and they were actually fighting pretty well. And people thought it's going to be tough for Bayern, first of all, to win the match. I don't think anyone expected Bayern to draw, but they thought it would be really tough for them to win. And then from 45th minute to 57th minute, it was just madness. Seriously. It reminded me of that game, man. Germany versus Brazil, 7-1. Oh, yeah. Oh, my friend, my friend in the US, he he had had his lunch when Germany was leading, I think about 1-0 or something. <laughs> then he like washed his hand, went to the washroom. He came back to his place. They were leading 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was a crazy, crazy... Yeah, so last night was was absolutely nightmare. Uh, coming back to the Premier League, Leicester City, the un- the only unbeaten team. Oh yeah, now they're the only unbeaten team. Yes. The so again, they came back from 2-0 and they two two uh, had a 2-2 draw. Yeah, Leicester played Stoke and Stoke was leading 2-0. 2-0. And everyone thought, okay, Stoke's already going to... And then Leicester does the same thing again. Second half, Riyad Mahrez, who is in the football twaddle team for the fantasy football yeah <laughs> he thank god he saved us in points in that <laughs> I, I, I had taken Chris Smalling <laughs> because, fact, because people said Manu's defense is good so I put Smalling and I put Darmian in that team <laughs> and then they go on to concede two goals against Southampton they give me like one point each <laughs> so that reminds me I was reading in a group that actually uh, out of whatever millions of guys who play fantasy premier league there was one guy who had Zuma as a triple captain and he got 45 points the other day. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know why he did it or uh, whatever was the reason, but he got 45 points that day. That is is luck. (laughs) I mean, look, we... We at Football Total, we are trying to see what what is there a scientific way of trying to even select a team. That, that, that has to be pure luck. It can't be. In fact, there was this very interesting thing I was reading. So after the City and West Ham match, the football manager, whosoever has developed the game, hmm. they actually have started running simulations after the match. Okay. So what they do is they change the players, they change the formation. Yeah. And then they see that what the result have been if this was the formation. So what they saw had Manchester uh, City hmm. just play 2-1-4-2. I mean, they just changed their formation a little bit. They would have won the match 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a pretty interesting read. I'm not able to recollect what blog was it. Maybe we'll include it in some of the posts yeah. in our uh, podcast. Yeah. So let's come to this weekend matches before we talk about the Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> uh, this Tottenham City... That's how the weekend is going to start. Arush, what do you think is going to happen? I think it will be a very difficult match too. I mean, even Tottenham is not playing to the best of their form. But even then, I think it will be a difficult match for City for I mean, sure. look look at this. We know Manu is going to win against Sunderland. Uh, until unless someone bets so heavily. And then by luck, <laughs> they win like millions of dollars. So if Tottenham draw against City and Manu beats Sunderland, Manu are on the top of the table. Okay, and nobody thought of it like couple of weeks forget about couple of weeks like seven days back nobody yeah thought no of one it. thought of that so city basically the pressure is on city uh, for sure to at least get something of this game so that uh, they, because manu is breathing down their necks next is liverpool aston villa aston villa are playing so badly yeah seriously uh, they have like almost 11 new starters tim sherwood this is his big test but liverpool so, i don't know i really don't know what to say about them so this match which they 
it was a one one draw against norwich right yes. and that was again at anfield yes okay so oh so that that reminds me there is this huge rumor over the last two days oh yeah i was reading it that, that liverpool ancelotti have liverpool have made an approach to ancelotti but then liverpool have come out and actually denied said that it. that's not they do denied it completely and they said that we have not approached ancelotti if there's so many articles on it there is obviously some smoke somewhere so but saru just uh, i mean for one second if we assume rogers is going yeah who do you think actually are good contenders for the job now other than ancelotti i mean i cannot other than ancelotti look i mean there's this huge thing of jurgen klopp all right okay. but then we need to be very sure of jurgen klopp he was there for dortmund for 7 years exactly. he took 7 years to build a team hmm. in the bundesliga and and actually not even same they won in the 4th and 5th season the league but then they were at the bottom of the league last year, last year. all right and he's worked with one guy the ceo of dortmund very closely in getting in cheap players then developing them and doing that so it's not going to be it is actually not a easy job at all so and, and that too with a club like liverpool yeah i mean look liverpool to be very honest to liverpool and to be very fair to them they have been quite patient they yeah. they don't they don't change they don't change managers that often exactly. benitez was given a huge run then there was like they kenny danglish came in kenny for some Dalish time all there. of that but then they've given i think this is a rogers one four two season, four season, four season right season. so they they obviously have enough trust and they know it but then whoever comes in it's not going to be easy How? but i was actually thinking who i mean who else can be there probably that's the reason the people are skeptical to fire who are the good managers in Where the world avb now avb is with st st petersburg in russia oh, okay so what will they offer him the liverpool job again his only stint in premier league his two stints in premier, two league, stints in premier league was chelsea and tottenham and tottenham he was all right in tottenham actually he had, i i don't know he did quite decently in tottenham according to me but then Yeah. So that's about Liverpool, Southampton, Swansea City. That will be a great match. Exactly. And I think another very interesting match would be Leicester and Arsenal. I think oh, it's for the fourth yes. spot. <laughs> come on, Arsene Wenger. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Beat at least ex Chelsea manager. <laughs> 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 so Chelsea manager is out of your reach. Accept it. Move on. We'll give you an ex Chelsea manager. See if you can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good match. <laughs> and then Newcastle Chelsea guys. I'm telling you, Chelsea is now they they are going to beat Newcastle. And if City lose, the point gap is down to five points. Okay, so let's let's see. Actually, I mean, though the pressure is on City, but I'm sure that was just one of the matches. Okay, so now we get to another autobiography. I mean, what is it? I mean, is it an autobiography? First of all, oh, isn't it? It's his new book. So yeah, let's. It's his new book. It's his third book, right? Yeah, it's his third book. I don't know if it's an autobiography, but it's the book is called Leading, and the man we're talking about is the greatest Premier League manager, Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson. Ferguson. The reviews of the book are like, okay, he's probably told the same old, same old, actually, for the first half of the book. But then there's some very interesting statements that have come out. So according to him. he's managed only four world class players <laughs> in in his entire manu career which i am not even a fan of manu so which i thought was like what the hell so then i went and read read it so his four players are basically eric cantona ryan giggs ryan giggs paul scoles paul scoles and, and cristiano ronaldo see to be see to be very honest all four of them are good i mean there's no doubt yeah, about that but then see this is the thing right he's actually given an explanation in this book saying that the word world class is thrown around so easily these days according to according to him right now in the world there are only two world class players 
and that is messi and ronaldo okay. all right so if that is the benchmark of people who keep winning all the time and playing really well and consistently probably other than cantona there were a lot of players for sure no other than cantona you you can say okay scoles gigs and cristiano obviously did well but then this is the thing in 99 after they won the treble and in that amazing amount of happiness he wrote an autobiography yeah. and there he goes on to say cantona couldn't make it in the champions league and all of that and if you look at cantona's record he obviously propelled manu in 92 when he came from leeds exactly but then he didn't play for france well he didn't play very well for uh, in the champions league i think the only thing i remember cantona for is his famous kung fu kick <laughs> not just kung fu kick he's done some amazing movies also oh is it yeah he's dabbled in french erotica huh? <laughs> okay but yeah getting back to those four players i think more than eric cantona there were players like nishil roy was there yeah i mean this is obviously a subjective debate whatever fergie says yeah nishil roy roy keane What about Peter Schmeichel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll, I am obvi- we are obviously going to read the book in the next two, three weeks. But then it seems kind of off to us that he managed only four world class. I got wondering, he managed he with only four world class stars. He won so many Premier Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? How great is he? <laughs> that he had no stars at all. And then I read there's no Nistel. Nistel has scored 150 goals for Manu at an amazing rate. I mean. that is just like and the uh, i think one another major revelation which he's made in his book that moyes was actually not his first choice forget about his first guardiola choice. he was not even his first second third fourth like guardiola was there then there actually he also spoke about mourinho mourinho being the next manager for united but then then what happened mourinho said no i have already made commitments to Is uh, that what Ibrahimovic he? And I want to go back to Chelsea. Is what so, Fergie Sir said. Alex Ferguson so see, says. see, Fergie and Mourinho are almost saying the same thing. All right, hmm. but then there have been enough reports that Man United board had a problem with Mourinho, thinking that he won't bring up youngsters from the academy, mm-hmm. and that is why they did not give the job to him. So what they in fact do is they get Moyes. and then they get van gaal and then they spend 300 million pounds <laughs> <laughs> but actually so they were planning to have ancelotti jorgen klopp louis van gaal mourinho and then finally they settled for david moyes but yeah i think that will be one hell of a read so yeah, yeah so if any one of you get hold of the book please read us and let us know on a twitter handle at the red footy twaddle and yeah let us know how you like the book and isl guys isl there's like 10 days to start with isl so entire next week we are going to have series of podcasts on each team's preview and the preview of the first matches and yeah so you can listen into our podcast the entire next week to get a complete handle on indian football and the upcoming isl season so i'm sure there's going to be a very exciting isl season with now a lot of exciting players already joined the ranks of isl Yeah. Oh, oh, before we go away, you know, Arsenal is playing Tottenham today oh. in Carling Cup. Oh, so we have a big derby match today, isn't it? Oh, jeez, it's going to be such a big match. What a week it's been for Arsenal. Go to Croatia, come back, play Chelsea, get Gabriel sent off, then Kazola goes off, and now they're playing their biggest rivals in Carling Cup. You think Arsene Wenger is going to continue his youngsters-only policy for Carling Cup now? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Not at least this week. Let's see. I think the match will start in another ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. At least the starting lineup will come. So let's see what happens over there. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and we end today's podcast with a big shout to big yeah to the Japan, the brave big. blossoms as they are called <laughs> now, the Japan rugby team who won against South, South Africa. And what a end to that match! I mean, they just finished it in yeah, the last that, second. Yeah, that was actually such a brave decision to not take the penalty and, and go, go for the scrum. scrum. Yeah, oh, really that was brilliant! Really. If any of you have missed it, just read through it, try and understand a little. It is probably the biggest upset in any sport. of the year and it's obviously the biggest upset in the rugby world cup though they got thrashed today by <laughs> scotland, scotland 45 10 yeah i i i lost interest after 31 10 <laughs> by the way you know mourinho was watching the new zealand argentina game in rugby world cup the next day after, oh is it yeah. in fact i think one of the matches is in uh, etihad stadium also yeah he was looking for a defender <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty guys so next week is going to be a very busy week for us so we'll have our usual podcast and then as already mentioned we're going to have series of podcasts so want to get up to date on ISL football twaddle on SoundCloud and iTunes is where you have to be already arush bye 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 everyone tada